What's up, everybody? Hope you're keeping well. Um, haven't been doing heaps of podcasts, but um, just thought I'd let everybody know I'm back in Belfast. Um, decided uh, it, it was a, I don't know, it was a tough enough decision to decide whether or not to come back home for a couple of weeks or whether to just um, stay over in the US um, and eventually I just decided to come back for a little bit um, no other reason and honestly I just enjoy being home and like you know I was on a run there this morning and I run around by Titanic and it's just just makes me smile it's a it's a happy place for me to be and even when it's raining and it's not super nice outside it's just yeah it's refreshing to be in a place that I obviously really enjoy um obviously I love Flagstaff and I love the training that I can get done up there I love the consistency that I can achieve up there but um yeah there's nothing quite like home sometimes I'm um, sorry I'm just packing up at the I I have a Airbnb in the city um which will be just quite useful with it being Christmas and Maybe friends popping in and out of town and stuff, and um, just a second. There's a little padlock on the door I have to do when I leave, which is quite interesting. It's pretty cool that places have that now. Um, but yeah, no, things are good. Like I, I was in, I went to California to watch. I did a really good threshold run last Friday. And I think that, like, it's good that I'm at home because, like, it was a really good threshold run at 7,000 feet. But, like, I still, and it's probably my best ever, like, um, you know, after I ran the 63 minutes at Houston half a couple of years ago now. But I remember doing, like, a 10-mile threshold and averaging around, like, maybe, like, 522. And, you know, that was a good day at the time. And I was pretty damn fit at the time, whereas... On Friday there, it was super, super cold in Flagstaff, and I went and did 12 miles and averaged 5.18 maybe, um, and it's just that it felt good. It's the first time since Dublin that my body has felt like me, I suppose you could say, where it's nice and open, and um, my, my own body's not like fighting me um, and and that's how it's felt for a couple of weeks it just feels like my body's been like fighting me or um and, and it probably helps i loaded up on yoga and um got a few treatments and yeah but I, I went to watch the california marathon on sunday um and did a 20 mile run at um <clears throat> basically it's a long it's a bit like the lagging toolpath but it's just wider and like flatter if that's a thing um and i ended up doing 20 miles and averaging like 535 um but most of the miles were around 525 to 530 um after the first couple of slower miles but that was a really good day and um i think the last week has just helped calm me down not that it wasn't calm but when you have a couple of good days like that it just remind you that like you're in a good place everything's good you don't need to rush things um, and yeah that's that's exciting so it's a nice time to be home when I was running this morning you know I anywhere I go like now that I'm at sea level my my little brain just went a bit crazy and was like hey like now I can load up on 
like quicker stuff. Now I can do more mileage because I'm not at altitude and I'll recover better. And um, and then when I was on the run this morning, I kind of just thought, you know, the goal for the next two weeks at home should be to not get sick and not get hurt. And And that might seem like, I don't know how that sort of seems like not on the back foot or anything like that. Like sometimes that's just as important for very obvious reasons as, you know, setting Belfast up as being like a sea level training camp, a really hard sea level training camp. I think if you look at it logically, which is difficult to do sometimes, you know, you've traveled from altitude, your body, there's changes going on, et cetera, et cetera. And so maybe, maybe to jump from camp to camp, which is something I like to do because I like to train hard. I like to feel like I'm like getting closer to my big goals and stuff like this. But it's also a lot to ask the body to, to achieve. Basically, you know, you're asking it to, yeah, can you, can you, can you give me a really good five weeks at altitude? And then when I go back to sea level, can you be really good and give me two weeks at sea level where I'm far faster than I am up at altitude? And, it's difficult for it to sort of like, I don't know, it, it's it's a lot to ask of your body. And that's when like sometimes you'll get away with it. But then obviously sometimes, you know, you'll pick up a bit of a niggle or and then you're going back the altitude and you're you're maybe hurt. Um, and, and that's not a good situation to be in. So it felt like a pretty good goal um, to come home and, and yeah, just stay healthy. Don't get hurt. Don't get sick. Um, and let's see if I can then go back the altitude in a good place. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to do some decent sessions. It doesn't mean that, um, you know, some of the stuff I do isn't going to be faster than it is at, at altitude. Of course it is. Like, this is sea level. It's, it is far easier for anyone that's never been at altitude. It is just tough. Like, I did a eight mile run the day that I traveled and I went out that morning. Now, I don't think I was in the mood to run. When you've got a long haul flight coming up, you're just, you're kind of just getting the run done. And, and so I left the house and I, I wasn't negative about getting it done. I wanted to get it done. I, I took three easy days where I was only going to do one hour a day and for no other reason than the travel. And I'll come back to that in a little second because I think that's an important topic to cover. But it was day two of 60 minutes easy. I had done 60 minutes easy the day before. I was going to do 60 minutes easy again. And it just, it just felt like hard work. Um, and then um, I get home. I've done a full long haul flight. And I go for 60 minutes in Belfast with my buddy Noel. And, oh, my God, it was a dream. <laughs> it just reminded me that altitude is a lot of fun. It's just a lot easier for many reasons such as there's a lot more oxygen available that is a pretty important one um but yeah so i'm going to enjoy the next sort of like 12 or 13 days that i'm home i go back to america on um christmas eve and again that's important because it's got nothing to do with me not wanting to be home for christmas or anything like that i i would love to be home for christmas but the way altitude works out is three weeks is roughly the bare minimum you should do at altitude but but actually, it's a personal preference, but I prefer a bit longer um, based on the three easy days I just had. And I'll explain like um, 28 days is optimum. Like it, it your bloods are a bit better after 28 days. And uh, when, I, when I talk about bloods and altitude for anyone that 
doesn't want to Google or basically altitude is known for increasing, I believe, hematocrit hemoglobin. And we what we actually test is hemoglobin mass, which is far more sort of reliable. The other numbers can bounce around a little bit. Um, but yeah, so basically, apparently four weeks, three to four weeks is like optimum. Um, after, I think, two weeks, you don't really get blood changes. I might at this point because of how much time I've spent at altitude. Um, but again, after fucking up altitude at Doha, and Doha not really going very well for me, I decided that I was a little bit too... Maybe the word would be like loose. Maybe that's a word that we would use. I was just a bit like... like, And it's going to sound stupid, but I was a bit disrespectful of altitude, basically. Um, altitude, three to four weeks bare minimum. Before Doha, I was all over the place. I was in I was in Louisiana. You know, I, I went to altitude for two weeks. Then I went to maybe Louisiana for 10 days. Then maybe I went back to altitude for two weeks. And then I went to Louisiana again. And I, I think I just got a little bit complacent that I sort of thought, yeah, but you've been here so long now that two weeks will be enough and things like this. And there's no real research to say it's not if you've lived there. But I just didn't like that I was trying to, when I was trying to analyze after Doha what went wrong I didn't like having even having that on like the whiteboard you know like if that's up on the whiteboard maybe altitude wasn't good dates I just thought in future let's not fuck around with that so I'm going back on Christmas Eve which might seem a bit crazy but it is what it is and it means I get 24 days at altitude so about three and a half weeks it's somewhere in the middle and at least at Houston, it'll not even be on the whiteboard because I know 24 days is plenty. Um, so that's that. I took three easy days. Um, I never know what to do when I'm going to do a long haul flight. Um, I think as runners, we can be greedy. Everyone's going to nod their head and say, yeah, I've done this. Um, you, you know that you should take it easy, whether it's, you know, your dentist has told you to take it easy or you're on antibiotics or... There's heaps of reasons why at some point in your career you've been told to take it easy. Um, I know with long haul travel, it's important to take it easy. Um, I was fighting with the idea of, um, sorry, there's an ambulance, it might be noisy. <clears throat> I was fighting with the idea of doing a light session on the Tuesday morning. So I was going to, on Monday, I was going to do a normal Monday, which would be like 70 and 35. Um, 70 in the morning, 35 that night. Tuesday, I was fighting with the idea of going to the track with the guys and doing some 400s. Um, but then I was like, oh, maybe I should do a half session. You know, maybe I should just do half of it. And as I was, as I was doing this, I was just thinking like, you know, you know better. Like you're, you're about to travel 20 hours. The best thing you can do instead of doing half sessions, Sorry, there's a car up my ass because this fox ain't going anywhere. Um, yeah, instead of doing like half sessions, why not just take three easy days? And if you take three easy days, you'll really achieve something. I Travel should go better. You probably won't get sick when you're traveling. And actually, it might act as three easier days in the middle of a marathon buildup, which has its benefits. Um, I think a lot of people in marathon training have this idea and I do too and it's a pretty like common idea to have that you just have to grind for like 10 weeks you know 10 big long consistent weeks but 
but actually, if you if you think about athletics and you think about running, the the purpose of training is to stress the body. And if you stress the body enough, and it recovers enough, you'll probably find yourself in pretty good shape. Um, and that, in an essence, that's that's what running is. You know, break the body down, hope that it recovers, and when it recovers, hopefully you're in better shape than you were before. Um, so me taking three easy days in the middle of a nine to ten week buildup just seemed like a smart idea. I, I had just finished um, three weeks, over 100 miles. Um, the two weeks before that weren't amazing, but that was straight after Dublin. I think it was like 65 miles, 78 miles, and then like 101, 98, 105, something like that, or maybe like, maybe the opposite order, maybe 98, 105, 101, I don't really know. Um, but my four-week average was something like 97 miles. And so that's a that's a pretty tough four-week block at 7,000 feet. Um, and, and I was having a wee think about that, and I was thinking, you know, I traveled back the altitude, and if you if you remember four or five weeks ago, I was hurt, you know, my... My right foot was pretty bad after Dublin, and I had the proprioceptor problems, and I traveled back the altitude hurt and had no idea if I'd be able to run at all, and that first week was 65 miles, and I remember saying that, you know, Houston, I, I sat down with Haas, and I was like, look, Houston's a great idea, but if I can't do a long run next week, I don't know if it can exist, and then, you know, the foot came good, and some really good treatment up there helped, and and no, I was really chuffed with how um, the altitude camp ended up being. Um, and that's something that I, I'm really, really happy about Flagstaff. Like, it just seems to be whenever I go up there, I, I tend to build a good month. And I think it's because you're not, you're not that active. You're not doing much up there. All you're doing is training and all you're focusing on is getting the training done. And sometimes it just allows you to put in really good time. Um, but yeah, I took those three easy days. I think it'll have its benefits. It's also quite useful because I'm going to do a blood test today. And when you've had a couple of easier days, it's better to do a blood test because you're not tired. And so your results should be fairly reliable. Um, and then tomorrow I'm going to do a fitness test. And I talked about this before Dublin, doing the mile reps on the treadmill just to see how things are going. Um, and so tomorrow I'm going to do eight by a mile. And I'm going to run right at the sort of paces that I'm going to have to run to run under 2.11.30. And then we'll just get a sense of where things are at. Um, I I'm I expect the test to be pretty good just because of the threshold last week and because, like, the long run in Sacramento where I averaged, like, 5.35, you know, I'm clearly in a good place. Um, so I would expect the results to be pretty solid. But obviously, I did just do a long haul, and so there there would be reasons maybe why the test might be a bit skewed. But um, I also don't want to waste too much time. Altitude's a funny business, so if I move the, the test to next Tuesday, for example, which seems logical because of travel, unfortunately, my body's not supposed to feel good next Tuesday because of altitude. Um Apparently, there's a 48-hour 48 48 to 72-hour window where you should feel quite good when you come back to sea level. But then once you go past that, it's supposed to be two weeks or something before you kind of would be ready to race again. 
uh, again, I don't make the rules. Um, Doha fell on like day nine, which again is supposed to be a really shitty day. You're not supposed to feel very good. Like like I said, it's in the first two to three days, you're supposed to feel pretty good. Um, and like, you know, you're just down to sea level and your blood is supposed to be really good and all things like this. But yeah, apparently then from day like three to day 14, it's not like you're going to feel tragic. But it's probably just not the best time to race and it's probably not the best time to be doing fitness tests because your body's, your body's going through changes, hormonal changes. And there's a locking on at altitude, not just your blood. There's just a locking on, a lot of hormonal changes, a lot of body imbalances. And so when you first come back to sea level, your body gets a little bit like, oh, my God, what's going on? And that can then lead to why you don't feel good on a given day, et cetera, et cetera. But Again, before Doha, I, I got a little bit like hard headed and was, was saying to myself like, oh, that's a load of bollocks. That doesn't exist. You know what I mean? Like just fucking get on with it and shit like this. And, um, yeah. And then I think it sort of backfired because I decided that that's nonsense about day two to three, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden I competed on day nine and felt brutal. So yeah, maybe, maybe there's something to it. Um, <laughs> And so I just need to be a bit more respectful with science and laws and um, within running and within altitude, not other science or laws. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, no, so that's exciting. So blood test today, I'm just driving to the Institute now. And I think they're going to test everything that they tested in April when I thought I had like fatigue and wasn't feeling very good. Um, and then, yeah, like I say, we will do the fitness test tomorrow. And then I'm probably going to take a pretty easy Saturday. Apparently, there's a race in Kilbrony, maybe. Um, not that I'm planning to race, but I might go down there and just run round and have a decent day with some of my buddies who run from Belfast. Um, and then Sunday, I think I'll do a pretty decent long run. Um, and I'll probably include some marathon pace stuff in there and um, try to get the ball rolling. I, I think my plan for home is to get pretty decent sessions and then not go crazy on the easy days. So keep the easy days easy and get in some pretty decent sessions. Um, and then what I might even do is between each session, just take two days recovery. Um, and then I can kind of make the sessions count. So I might be able to get like two to three really good sessions done when I'm at home um, and not really worry about what days they're on or blah, blah, blah. Like, where the structure in Flagstaff say, stays very similar, Tuesday, Friday, and then long run Sunday. I'm not really going to worry too much about that when I'm at home. Like, you know, if I if I feel like a session went really well and I don't think it was that difficult, you know, maybe then I'll only take one day. But if I feel like a session was a tougher day or logically it makes sense to take two days, then what I'll probably do is take the two days. Um, but that's, yeah, things are good. Um when you have a good week, like, you know, I had a good week last week. I told you guys that my best threshold ever at altitude. Um, and then Sunday was really solid. And actually, anyone that follows my Strava, if you have a look at the Tuesday, the fartlek was the first time I had sort of ran faster paces again. Like we were doing three minute, two minute, one minute. And the one minute reps were maybe like 4.15 to 4.20 per mile, which I was really happy with. Um, obviously I've ran 343 for 1500 and, you know, I think I'm pretty quick, but I think when you marathon train for quite a long time, you, uh, 
you probably think you're a lot faster than you actually are in reality. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was getting smoked by the milers. They were they were probably running like four ten, and I was lagging behind. And then I was actually being good because normally when they smoked me on the minute rep, I would push the three minute rep. And then not only would I push the three minute rep, when it came to like a minute recovery. I would probably run the minute recovery pretty fast and then they'd get really tired and wouldn't be able to smoke me as much in the minute rep. But I kind of just decided that what I needed was actually I needed the minute rep to be as fast as possible because that's one of my weaknesses at the minute. And that's something that I kind of would like to improve is my, my turnover side of things right now. Um, so giving those guys a bit more and, and giving myself, not just those guys, but Keeping keeping everybody quite fresh for the minute rep was a was a pretty good idea and like I said it just meant that I could work on the thing I was sort of struggling with and and the milers probably enjoyed kicking my ass um, but yeah it was good fun so that that was a good week but what I was going to go on to say was when you do have a good week like that that's probably when it's easy to make the decision to take two or three days easy um, and and you know. It's easy for me to say this because I had a good week, but I'm telling you, sometimes actually when things aren't going amazingly well is also a good time to take two to three days easy. Um, if you've done four or five weeks marathon training and things normally start to come good around week four or week five and all of a sudden you're finding that it's not starting to come good, um, you may just find that you do need a couple of easier days and it's really difficult to do but it's actually not that difficult and once you've sort of taken the time and you know the two to three days are over and then all of a sudden you, you go a day later and you have a really good session it kind of makes sense and it probably makes you feel really good about yourself um, and you'll also be proud of yourself for taking the two to three days off I'm not going to be delighted at the end of the week when my mileage suffers and I'm going to try my best not to like try to make it up, et cetera, et cetera. But I know for sure it was the right thing to do. Um, I'll probably be pissed off that I don't hit 100 mile. And a part of me will be like, ah, you know. I think the, the I think I've only ever done four weeks in a row above 100 or maybe three weeks in a row above 100. So I was starting to get pretty close to that again. But honestly, like, I've got faster every year. And you can criticize and criticize what you're doing in training and think this could have been better and that could have been better. But most of the time what you're doing if you're progressing is fine and you, we shouldn't be so harsh or so critical on that um but look guys thank you very much for listening um yeah back to belfast i i got straight off the long haul and one of the one of my friends on instagram had been um having a sauna and you know i i was like fair play um and i love saunas you know in flagstaff i have two or three saunas a week um but actually this is called an infrared sauna and I, I Googled it and I was looking it up and, and Under Armour had bought one in their headquarters and told us that they're really, really good. And um, apparently it's like recovery at the cell level, you know, like normal, normal saunas don't really do that. Like there is a recovery process, but not at like the cellular level, let's call it. Um, so, yeah, no, I, look, it was it was really fun. I, I went down and they're on the Lisburn Road um, and like I, I would highly, highly recommend um, any runners that are local or you know maybe treeing um, over at the Mary Peters track it took me eight minutes to drive over after that run but basically it's called Healing Heat 
and they do 30 to 45 minute sessions and they do like some group booking and stuff too but uh, no I, I, I've read and if you google um, infrared saunas you'll read it yourself there's quite a lot of benefits I, you know after travel you're you're supposed to rehydrate um, and I was hydrating pretty well throughout the day and um, but but I actually thought I'd rather start the hydration process when I've cleared out a lot of the shite. You know, when you're traveling, you don't eat great. You don't like you've got all like there's loaded dirt on the plane and all the like that. Basically, you're recycling dirty air. Um, so I thought it'd be a quite good idea to detox, get all that shite out, and then start the hydration process after that. Um, and, and I don't know, did it work? Absolutely no idea. It's very hard to tell with these things, but I slept like an absolute baby, um, which was really cool. And again, that was one of the benefits it said on the list of like, you know, better sleep. And, um, I, I highly recommend, um, saunas in general, you know, if, if at your gym or your club, you can get them, I think two to three a week is amazing. Apparently it boosts blood plasma too. Um, but yeah, if you are local, Give these guys a shout. Um, Heal and Heat, they're called. Um, it's just pretty cool that things like this exist. I wish we had a whole body cryotherapy chamber in Belfast. I, I Google it every single time I come home. I know we have like the cryo ice baths and stuff, but I'm talking the full body mist and like it's, it's, it's a really cold mist stroke steam. So if anybody knows that that exists, do tell me. Um, but yeah, seriously, if you're if you are local enough to Lisburn Road, you should you should maybe check that out. Um, all right, guys, have a good one. Um, bye, bye, bye.